This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Rabotai, another Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Halibanon Avenue, as the corner of East Ninth. Beruchim Abaim, thank you for all that attend. And thank you to Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. We are studying Parashat Lech Lecha as promised. Last week we said we'll maybe delve or just touch upon the story of how Nimrod had his encounter with Abraham Abinu. Um, but I actually listened to the class last year, and that's what we talked about last year. So I hate to be redundant, but if you want to, hey Joe, but if you want to um, see exactly what happened with Nimrod and Abraham, listen to the class last year, and you'll find your answer there. Maybe we'll touch upon it very little today, tonight, just uh, to blend in with our class. Huh? We have new viewers. Right, and here are new viewers. Okay, so may, again, maybe we'll touch upon it. The beginning of our parasha, as we know, in last week's parasha, in the end, Abraham Abinu and his family actually go on this journey to leave their town, Ur-Kazdim, and to go to Eretz Kena'an. They don't make it to Eretz Kena'an. They make it to, um, to Haran, and Terah passes away over there. Terah dies over there, and actually the Midrash says he actually does Teshubah before he passes away. And now, as Abraham Abinu is in Haran, Hashem reveals himself to Abraham and says, Leave your household, leave your town, leave your city, leave your country, and just start walking. No questions asked, I'll show you the place. Fine. Abraham leaves as instructed by Hashem, and who goes along with the journey? His nephew, Lot. These are the two Pesukim we will start talking about. That if Eret Moshe says, he quotes the Ramban, Nahmanides. And he says, this, the Torah doesn't just give you random stories of what happened with Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. We have a klal, the Ramban says. Klal tabin oto bechola parashiot habaot. In all these parashiot, starting from Lech Lecha, all the way to Vayhi, where Yaakov Abinu passes away. Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, bihu anyan gadol. It's a lesson, it's a symbol, it's a sign, it's a signal. For whatever happened to our forefathers, you should learn from it. So it's not just random that it says Abraham pitched his tent in this place and in that place. He went to Mitzrayim, there was a famine, he went out, he went to Grad. It's not just random stories. Every story that happens in the Torah, especially to the forefathers, and it doesn't only... uh, it doesn't only apply to the forefathers of Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. Of course, it applies to the Shebatim, to Yosef, to Moshe Rabbeinu, to everything that happens in the Torah. But in particular, we'll focus on what happened to Abraham Abinu in this week's parasha. Whatever happened to him in this week's parasha, which is his debut on the scene, it gives us an insight on how we should live our life. The Jose of Lublin, it's told, upon, it's told about the Jose of Lublin, that whenever he started reading Parashat Lech Lecha, he said, there is a great light that I see in this parasha. The light being Abraham Abinu, which illuminated the whole world. Because before Abraham, they used to believe in idols, as we talked about last week. They believed in idols, in paganism. They believed in fighting with Hashem, revolting against Hashem, rebelling against Hashem. Until Abraham Abinu came on the scene, he illuminated the whole world in his mahshaba, in his concept, in his theories, in how he wants the world to see Hashem. And the Hosea of Lublin says, every time you read Parashat Lech Lecha, this light from all the way back in Abraham Abinu's time comes, you could tap into this light and learn what happened to Abraham and apply it to your life. So tonight, Yod Aleph Hajvan is the yard site of the Me'or Anaim. The Me'or Anayim is Rabbi Menachem Nahum of Chernobyl. He was a disciple of the Magid of Mezrich, which was a disciple of the Baal Shem Tov. He lived in Ukraine. Uh, Mehila, he lived in Chernobyl. Chernobyl is in the Russia, in those, those areas. And he passed away in Yod Aleph Hashvan, Hetav Kuf Nun Het, which is 55, 58. We're in 5781, so it's about 200 years ago. 204 years or something like that. You'll correct me, I'm not so good in my math. So he says, what does it mean when the Pasuk says, and by the way, 
Why is it so important that we know who this, who this rabbi was? The Me'or Anayim, because from him came all the dynasties. Basically, all the dynasties of Hasidut. All came from him. Tversky's, as you know, Tversky's around. Uh, so many Hasidut came from him, from the Me'or Anayim. And he says in his Sefer, what does it mean when the Pasuk says, Vayelech Abraham ka'asher diber elav Hashem, Vayelech itolot. Abraham followed Hashem's instructions. Well, of course he's going to follow Hashem's instructions. And picture this, Hashem says, Abraham, leave your town now. Not in the mood. Of course Abraham is going to follow what Hashem wants. So he says, It's a hint, it's a remis to us in our life. Every time Hashem tells you to do something, we jump at the opportunity. And we have, we, we have all the courage, we have all the strength, we have all the power, we want to listen to our Yesir Atob. That's Abraham. Abraham is the Yesir Atob. Abraham Whatever Hashem wants, we want to listen. We, we're good Jews, we want to fulfill the Torah. However, what happens? We always have that lot behind you. The Zohar says, you know who Lot is? Lot is the Yesir Ara, the evil inclination. Abraham is the good neshama, is the good part. Lot is the Yesir Ara. You want to elevate yourself. You want to learn more Torah. You want to attend more classes. You want to grow spiritually. But you know what happens? But you always have that guy behind you, pushing you not to go. Pushing you not to learn Motorah. Because you have to know a rule. The more, you know, so many people that are Ba'alet which means they found the light, they want to leave everything behind, and they want to grow spiritually. The first thing they tell you is it's so hard. I, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. It should be the opposite. If Hashem sees that I want to elevate myself, grow spiritually, He should make it easier for me. Why is it so hard for me? Every time I want to go to class, there's something in the, in the way. Why is it so hard for me? Because the Gemara says, the higher level you are in Kedushah, in spirituality, you should know the Yesara has one on you because he wants to bring you down. So the more you elevate yourself, he's right, he's trailing right behind you. If not before you, then he wants to bring you down. Because the more you come and you want to learn more and more and grow spiritually, the Yesara is always waiting to bring you down. That's exactly what happened in this week's parasha by Abraham Abinu. The more he wanted to grow spiritually, he had all these tests in his way. He wants to go to where Hashem tells him to go. Ra'ab, there's a famine. Fine, where do we go? Mitzrayim. He goes to Mitzrayim, Parah takes his wife. What happens now? I leave Mitzrayim. Fine, they give me all these riches. But what happens? Lot. Lot's animals are not muzzled. Mine are. We start fighting. Fine, he finishes with the, finishes with the mahlokat of Lot. What happens? He has the minhama. He has the war with the four kings. Shalom alaykum. How are you? Good to see you. Great seeing you again. He has this minhama, four kings against five kings. He finishes that. He doesn't have any children. Then he finally has Yishmael. Yishmael is a, is a, is a troubled kid. Nisyonot after nisyonot after nisyonot. Why? Because the more you elevate yourself spiritually and following Hashem's commandments, that's what's going to happen to you. It's no surprise. Don't be taken aback. Don't be startled. This is what's going to happen to you. Every time you want to do something spiritually, there will be something, some force, something in the way to bring you down. Fine. So Abraham Abinu leaves. He goes to Eretz Kena'an. He has Lot following him. He goes to Mitzrayim. It's okay. Great seeing you. Great seeing you again. He goes to Mitzrayim. There's a Ra'ab. They take his wife. As we said, he finishes all that. What happens? He has the Milhama. He has the war. Four kings against the five kings. Now the only reason Abraham Abinu goes to the Milhama is because he wants to save his nephew Lot. And why is Lot taking the Milhama? Because Nimrod. Here, as promised, we are touch upon the subject of Nimrod. Nimrod, when he saw that he threw Abraham in the furnace and nothing happened to Abraham. Now Abraham, 
is spreading Hashem's name throughout the country. Nimrod doesn't want that because Nimrod wants everyone to believe he's God. But what happens? One day Nimrod's walking in the desert and he gets very hungry. He sees a tent in the distance. Whose tent is it? Abraham Abinu's tent. He gets there. He eats. He drinks. He has, uh, he has room and board. He's there for a month. After leaving after a month, he tells uh, Abraham, okay, I'll see you later. Abraham says, one second, one second, uh, let me give you the bill. I say, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. What's the bill? Abraham comes with the bill, $75,000. Uh, Nimrod says, a month, stay here. Even it's the five-star hotel. $75,000 for your hotel? He's, Abraham tells him, it's very simple. Everyone that comes to my tent, I tell them, the only thing you have to do is praise the Lord. Every only thing you have to do is bless Hashem. And they said, that's all? And they said, and according to you, you're God. So now you have to pay up for all their bills. So now your balance is $75,000. So Nimrod says, you know, can I get out of it? Abraham Abinu says, very easy to get out of it. Here's a pen and paper. Sign over here on the dotted line that you are not God. Now Nimrod, he doesn't have money to pay. And he can't leave. He has Abraham with all his people over there, 318 people. He ends up signing. Now Abraham has his paper. He goes and he proclaims to everyone, Nimrod is a fraud. Fake news. He's not God. The only God is Abinu Sheba Shamaim, only Hashem. Now Nimrod ends up seeing the front page of the old newspapers. Nimrod is not God. So what does he have to do right now? He has to bring Abraham in the milhama in order to kill Abraham to show everyone that, oh, Abraham says there's a God in heaven. The God of heaven couldn't save Abraham from the war. So that's why a Nimrod ends up taking Lot because Nimrod knew that he couldn't get Abraham. But Lot and Abraham looked alike. That's why, as we mentioned before, Abraham, when he saw that Lot's animals weren't muzzled, he kicked him away. He said, because it's Hilul Hashem. They're going to think it's my animals because we look alike. Because we're relatives. We, I'm your uncle. So Abraham Abinu doesn't go to the Milhama. Who goes in the Milhama? Lot. Abraham hears that Lot is in the Milhama. Now in order not to cause a Hilul Hashem, because they're going to say, oh, it's Abraham in the Milhama. Because every time they told Lot, what's your name? He has somebody in the back. Telling them, tell him your name. Tell him your name is Abraham. My name is Abraham. Ah, oh, so you see, the God of Abraham couldn't save him from the milhama. So Abraham has to go in order not to cause a bigger hilulashim. But what happens? He goes to the milhama. He fights all the kings. It says in the pasuk, All the money he brings back to Sedom, to the people. He brings everybody back, all the ladies, all the children, all the people. Right afterwards it says, melech Sedom likrato. The king, what do you know? The king of Sedom comes and greets Abraham. And who also comes? Malkitzedek melech shalem which the son of Noah, is now a Kohen because he's a Kohen. He brings out bread and wine. And actually last year we called the class Bread and wine. So if you want to look it up on Torah anytime.com, it's called bread and wine. You just look at my name and bread and wine. So Shem ben Noah brings out to Abraham. He greets Abraham and he gives him as a gift. You know, as a gift for winning the milhama, he gives him bread and wine. Fine. And Shem ben Noah blesses Abraham. Baruch Abraham le'el alyon You are blessed to Hashem. Hashem that rules over the heavens and earth. By the way, we say these words, El Alyon, right? El Alyon, where do we say it? In the Amidah. El Alyon, Gomel Hasadim Tobim. Right? And afterwards we say, Magen Abraham. Keep that in mind. Then he says, Ubarech, Ubaruch El Alyon. And I bless Hashem. Asher migen sarecha be'adecha. Because Hashem took care of you. What does Abraham do? Ve'yitin lo ma'aser mikol. Abraham Abinu gives him ma'aser. He gives him a tithe from all his belongings. Right afterwards he says, Don't forget Melech Sedom. He's there. Abraham, Abraham, let's make a deal. Tell me how nefesh, give me all the people that you saved from the milhama, and take all the money, all the loot, all the booty from the milhama, you take it. Abraham, 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 Again, I lift up my hand in a swear and a promise. 
Kone Shamayim Varas Hashem that owns everything. Imihud ve'at seroch na'al. I won't take from you not a hut, which is a string, ve'at seroch na'al, not even a shoelace. Yes, by the way, in Abraham Abinu's time, they had shoelaces. It wasn't a new invention. The imekah mikol asher lach. And I won't take anything. Not a shoelace, I won't take a string, nothing. I don't want anything. Because I don't want you one day to say, Abraham Abinu, you know why Abraham has so much money? It's because of me. Because I gave him all the money from the Milhama. The only ones that could take it is Aner, Eshkol, Umamre. All the people that went with me to Milhama, they can take it as far as for me. I don't want to put my hand in the, in the riches and the spoils. I lift up my hand in a promise and I swear, I vow not to take anything. Okay, so that's the story. Let's delve into the story and see how it applies to us. Tetzemah Sadiq says, Why does Shem ben Noah, Malki Tzedek, the first thing he brings out to Abraham Abinu is lehem and yain. Can't you bring him anything else? Lehem and yain. So he says, When Hashem created the world, the Malachim come and they start arguing with Hashem. The Malachim tell Hashem, Ma enosh uben adam Hashem, why are you creating a man? What's the point of man? You know he will sin. You know he will sin. And you will have to wipe him away. What's the point of creating people, humans? Aren't you happy with us? Hashem says, no, I have great faith in the human race. You hear this? Hashem says, I have great faith in the human race. What happens? He creates Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon sins. Now Hashem looks at the angels and the angels say, We told you so. We told you not to create Adam. Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu wipes, up, wipes every, everybody away. He creates Abraham Abinu. Abraham Abinu proclaims Hashem's name throughout the world, throughout the country. The only thing he has on his mind is Hashem, Hashem, and only Hashem. To make everyone aware of Hashem. You know what happens? The Malachim are looking at this person, Abraham Abinu, and say, Wow, Hashem was right. It was worth it to create the whole world for Abraham. So what does Shem ben Noah bring out Abraham? Lehem and yain, bread and wine. Because the Gemara, there's a mahluket in the Gemara. What was the tree of knowledge? Some rabbis' opinions is that it was hita, wheat. Other rabbis say it was gefin, it was wine. He got drunk off the wine. So now Malki Tzedek was a Shem ben Noah. He says, Abraham... You deserve to eat this bread. You know why? Because you fixed the sin of Adam Rishon from eating from the tree of knowledge, which some rabbis say was wheat. And for the rabbis that say that it was, it was wine, it was gefin, it was yain, here's gefin, here's yain, because you corrected, you fixed the sin of Adam Rishon. That's why the Tzemah Sadiq says, what does the Pasuk say? He says, Baruch Abraham le el el elion to Hashem that resides above le el is spelled lamid aleph lamid it's split into two lamid aleph lamid which is thirty times aleph lamid thirty one what's thirty times thirty one anybody know nine hundred and thirty thirty times thirty one is nine hundred and thirty how many years did Adam Arishon live nine hundred and thirty years so Abraham Abinu rectified. He fixed the sin of Adam Arishon right now by proclaiming Hashem is king, by saying, I don't want anything from the spoils because it doesn't belong to me. It all belongs to Hashem. I lift up my hands. I vow to Hashem that I don't want anything to do with the milhama, with the spoils, because everything belongs to Hashem. Oh, you fixed the sin of Adam Arishon because he didn't listen to Hashem. He wanted to touch what he couldn't have. You, you're able to touch what you, it's really, it belongs to you. You finish the milham, it belongs to you. But you don't want it because you proclaim it all to Hashem. You fix the sin of Adam Rishon and he brought a hibur. Seymah Sadiq says, which I don't know what he's talking about. But to Sefirot, I guess, he brought a unification of Hashem's name, proclaimed Hashem's name. And that's why Shem ben Noah Malkit Sadiq brings them out, lehem and yain, bread and wine. Fine. Now let's talk about Melech Sedom. The Dbar Hayim ibn Advorna, which we'll talk about in the end, Hashem, if you have time, Dbar Hayim ibn Advorna, the Rabbi ibn, Rabbi ibn Advorna says, Melech Sedom, Rashetebot Samechmim. Melech Sedom, Rashetebot 
Samichmem. Now, who's the Samichmem? The evil inclination. Yeserara. Malacham Mavit. He's all in one. He says, analyze the Pesukim. Vayomer Melech Sedom el Abram. Melech Sedom, which is the Samichmem, tells Abram, which is the Jewish person, which is the person that wants to listen to Hashem as we quoted before. I want to listen to Hashem, but I have the Melech Sedom behind me. I have the Lord, I have the Samech men behind me, telling me, Tell me, Hanefesh, Varechush Kahlach, give me your Neshama, subjugate yourself to me. And you know what I'll give you in return? I'll give you the pleasures of this world, hedonism, whatever you want, it's all in your hands. Tell me, Hanefesh, just give me. You know how they say, you, you sold your soul to the devil? That's what it is. Sell yourself to me. Sell, sell your soul to me. Give me, give me your neshama, v'harechush kahlach. And then, then, then just live your life the way you want it to be. Why do you have to listen to all these commandments? Why do you have to attend classes? Why do you have to grow spiritually? Just live like everybody else. No rules. You know, I have a book in my house my, for my children. It's called No Rules for Michael. Anybody heard of that book? Of course not, because it's a children's book. No rules. This kid, Michael, he says to the, to the teacher, why do we have to have so many rules? Why do we have to have so many? He's in kindergarten, right? Figure, kindergarten is asking, why do I have to have so many rules? The teacher says, fine, you're right. Tomorrow, no rules. So tomorrow he comes to kindergarten, the next day he comes to kindergarten, and the kids are eating chalk, and they're throwing everything across the, across the room, and they're writing on the chalkboard. He says, hey, 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 what's going on over here? So the teacher says, oh, you wanted no rules? This is what happens when there's no rules. Chaos. See what happens when there's no rules? So over here, the Samech Mem tells Abraham Abinu, which is us, which is the Neshama. What do you want rules for? Why do you want to live like a Jewish person? Live your life the way you want to live your life. But you know what Abraham Abinu says? Abraham Abinu says, Harimoti yadi el Hashem el Elyon, kone shamayim va'aretz. I swear, I vow. In fact, the Gemara says, if a person sees that the Yisra'ra, the evil inclination, is trying to bring him down, he should swear to keep the mitzvot, even though your swear means nothing. Because imagine this, I swear from now on that I will make berachot. Hashem laughs at us. You know why? Because you had already a swear, a vow, from when I gave you the Torah, by Ma'amad Hasina, you have to keep all the mitzvot. So now you wake up in the morning and say, I vow from now on I will keep all the mitzvot. Your vow means nothing. But the Gemara says, if a person sees that the evil inclination, the Samech Mem, Wants to bring him down, swear, because the Samech Mem gets scared of promises. He's scared, he gets scared of vows. So that's what Abraham Abinu says. I vow, I vow that I won't move from this point and listen to you, the Samech Mem. So it's another thing that we have to remember. We always have to struggle, as we explained last week, there's always the struggle between the spirituality and the other side, the dark side, the evil side. And don't think that this concept only applies to Parashat Noah from last week. It applies every single day. Every single day you're faced with this challenge. Should I go to shul? Should I not go to shul? Should I go to class? Not go to class. Should I look at my phone? Should I not look at my phone? Should I put on tefillin? It's, every, it's a struggle every single day. You have the Abraham on one side. You have the Samech Mim on the other side. But Baruch Hashem, Abraham Abinu is giving us pointers. He's giving us tips. He's giving us ideas what to do over here. I swear, I vow. Of course, when Hashem sees that you can't do it alone, of course Hashem helps you. But Hashem wants to see. Swear, promise, vow to me that you want my help. That you won't, that you won't fall. That you won't fall in this, in this evil... Uh, Trap in this evil net that the Yisra'ra wants to bring you. So now Abraham Abinu says something fascinating. He says, I won't take no strings. I won't take shoelaces from you. I won't take anything from you. The Midrash. I'll quote you Midrash Rabbah, Midrash Agada, and Gemara Hulin, Gemara Sota, which all say the same thing. Amar bi'aba bar mamal. Amar lo hakadosh baruchu. Hashem tells Abraham, you said that you don't want to even take any strength from him? Not to derive any pleasure from the spoils? For that, I will give you your children the mitzvah of tzitzit. 
That's the Midrash. The Gemara, which I said, Hulin and Sota says, Rabba Amar. Bishar Amar Abraham Avinu in Mihud because Abraham swore he wouldn't take no strings, not even a shoelace. Zahu Banav Lashte Mitzvot. Hashem gave us two mitzvot. Hut shel techelet ur shel tefillin. The string, the one string you put on the fringes, on the sisit of techelet and the straps of tefillin. Fine. Anyone get that? What's the measure for measure? You said, I don't want to take any strings and I don't want to take any shoelaces. Do the strings of sisit look like shoelaces to you? Do the straps of tefillin look like shoelaces to you? But because Abraham Avinu said this, Hashem rewards His children by giving them two mitzvot, the mitzvah of Sisit and mitzvah of Tzvot. And by the way, last week's parasha, when Shem and Yefet see Noah naked, you know what they do? They cover him. It says, Vayikah Shem Vayefet. Shem ran with more fervor, with more bren, as they say, to cover his father. So the Gemara says, oh, because Shem ran with more bren, with more energy to cover his father, Hashem gives him mitzvah sisit. Funny, huh? You have over here, Shem ben Noah comes out, and in the whole story, Abraham Abinu also gets the mitzvah of sisit. What's going on over here? So, as we quoted earlier, that Bar Hayim of Nadvorna, he says, listen to the promises Hashem gives a person. By the way, if you want a pair of sisit, I have a very good friend of mine, Netanel. And uh, Shalom. They have an uh, organization called Project Sisit. I think we mentioned it in the past. Project Sisit, they have given out over 4,000 and counting, even more. Free Sisit. Free pairs of Sisit. They obviously do more, Judaica. But get in touch with them. It's called Project Sisit. You can find them. They have videos all over there. If you remember, we did a video for them. Project Sisit. It's Kedai. If you don't have Sisit or you want to buy a brand new pair of Sisit or you want to tell people to buy Sisit, you'll see right now the promises Hashem gives for a person that wears Sisit, projectsisit.com. I believe .com or .org. Project Sisit, just Google it, you'll find it. Gemara Shabbat Lamed Bet says, Kol azahir bet Sisit lo bet alafim abadim. If you are careful in the mitzvah of sisit, you wear them, you make sure that they're not pasul, you make sure that the kosher you will get in the, aft, in the world to come, 2,800 servants. Don't worry, free servants. Don't worry. I know your wife wants a chadameh, but over here you'll get 2,800 free servants for wearing one pair of sisit. Imagine, Rabbi... Uh, Rabbi Scheinberg, how many Abadim is waiting for him in the world to come? He had 100 pairs of deceit, 2,800 times 100. So imagine that. That's one promise. Listen to the other promise. Gemara menachot mem dalid. Kola meniyah tefillin ma'arich yamim. We talked about deceit, now tefillin. Anyone who puts tefillin on every single day will have a long life. Beautiful. So now, Abraham Abinu is saying to himself, if this is the reward that Hashem is giving for just two, He's giving this reward for sisit and for tefillin, for two easy, by the way, the easy mitzvot. Sisit is such an easy mitzvah. You put it on, set it and forget it. You know that commercial? Set it and forget it. You don't even feel that it's on you. Tefillin, tefillin, what's, what's so hard about tefillin? You put it on, you say Kaddish Li, you say Shema, beautiful. Of course you have to pray, but if you don't have time, I mean, that's the, the minimum that you could do, that, that you could give to Hashem. That's the minimum you could give to Hashem for giving you such a wonderful mitzvah. Wonderful mitzvah. So Abraham Abinu says, if this is the reward Hashem gives for only two mitzvot, imagine the reward Hashem gives for all the other mitzvot. And if this is the reward Hashem will give in the world to come, imagine how much Hashem will give in this world. So Abraham Abinu says, you know what? Abraham. I don't want the reward for mitzvah sisit. Because if you, Melech Sedom, if you, Melech Sedom, want to give me these spoils and for me to keep it, what am I going to do with riches in this world? They mean nothing. You know what I really want in this world? I want the mitzvah of sisit. I want the mitzvah of tefillin. If there's a reward, if there's no reward, fine. But that's what I care about. I don't want, I don't care about ulama zeh. I care about ulama ba. I care about the mitzvot. That's just a side thing. We didn't answer the question, but that's just a side thing. 
Because Abraham Abinu is telling us, always remember that. The sakhar of the mitzvot Hashem has waiting for you, as we say every single morning. The reward of the mitzvot Hashem gives a little bit, a little taste of the mitzvot in this world. But what's waiting for you, the principles waiting for you in the world to come is so much greater, you can't even imagine. So Abraham Abinu is saying, be careful, don't listen to the Samech Mem. Don't listen to this Yisraelat that tells you, no, enjoy this world, enjoy the spoils and the riches of this world. No, tell him in return. If only two mitzvot, Sitzit and Tefillin, Hashem is giving so much promise. Imagine how, many mitzv- how, many, how much reward Hashem is giving to the person in the world to come. That's exciting. But here's, here's the, our, the answer to our question. The Shem and Rosh says, what's the connection between Sitzit and Tefillin to the whole story of Abraham, of Abraham Abinu with the shoelace and a string? First question. Second question. Why does Abraham Avinu say that he gives him ma'asir from everything he has? It should say he gives him ma'asir from the money he just got from this milhama. He just finished the milhama, right? He just finished the war. It was a crazy war. Now he has all, this, all these riches. Give him a ma'asir from the money from the milhama. Why do you have to give him you from your own money? So he says, why do we not accept converts from Ammon and Moab? Because Ammon and Moab would not greet us with lehem and mayim, with bread and water when we left Mitzrayim. So the Shem and Ra says, there is no place in the Jewish religion for cruel people. People that, have, that are cruel by nature, we do not want to accept them in our religion because our religion is a religion of peace, of rahmanim, Baishanim, Gomle Hasadim, people that have mercy, people that have, the, that have compassion, people that do good and kindness with one another. If we have over here Amon and Moab that refuse to do kindness with us, we don't want them in our nation. We don't want them in Am Israel. That's one thing. Remember that. He quotes from the Igrad de Kalam Parashat Shofetim. He says there's a concept, there's a rule. Kowa which means there's an activating force in what you give, and you put that force in something. As we explained one time, you give energy into the item. For example, I made this cup. This cup, let's say. I made this cup in my factory. I'm the person that makes the cup. Now the force or the energy that I created, that I put into the cup, resides now in the cup. The person that will pick up the cup after me, after I made it, has that force of me. Has my energy in him. Why? Because now he touches the same item that I created, that I built, that I invented, that I manufactured. Is that all clear? There's an activating force that you put into nature, and the person that comes after you taps into that force, and he's able to get the same energy as you put into that into that. Object. He says, Anshe Sedom. The people of Sedom were so wicked. As the Pasuk says, The people of Sedom were so wicked, so wicked, we can't even describe how wicked they were. And we know the Midrashim. When a short person comes, they try to stretch him out. When a person that's very tall, they try to cut his legs to fit him into the bed. Now, because they were so evil and so cruel and so wicked, they had that negative, they had that bad energy that they put in everything that they touched. Melech Sedom, and he was part of them, he wanted to take that evil, wicked energy and put it in Abraham Abinu. Because he knew Abraham Abinu, his whole mission was to bring people closer to Hashem. He wanted to take that evil force, evil energy, Put it in Abraham Abinu. How? By making Abraham Abinu keep the spoils and riches of the milhama. Once Abraham Abinu touches or keeps anything that belongs of the war, that belongs to the war, anything evil, anything that has negative energy, Abraham Abinu in return will end up having that evil energy inside of him. Understood? Good. But when Abraham Abinu comes right now and he says, I don't want to take anything from the spoils. Oh, Melech Sedom, which is the Samech Mem, the Yeser Ara, the evil inclination is going bananas. He's going berserk. He doesn't understand. What? 
it doesn't make any sense. You have all the riches over here. You have all the spoils. It belongs to you. Why don't you want it? He's going crazy, Melech Sedom. He doesn't understand what's happening. Any normal human being would take the riches of the war. Would take the spoils of the war. Why are you not taking it? But you know what happens? When Abraham Abinu refuses to take it, because Abraham Abinu's whole mission, as we started off the class saying, his whole mission was making people understand who Hashem was. And if Hashem wants to give you money, He will give you money no matter if you get it from Sedom, from the wars of Unat. Hashem, if Hashem wants to give you money, remember that. A rule for life. If Hashem wants to give you money, He will give you money. There's no shortage in the bank account of Hashem. If Hashem wants to give you money, He will give you. If He doesn't want to give you, you can invest all your money in everything and you won't make a dollar. That's the biggest proof that Hashem is controlling the world. And that's why when we start off the Amidah, we say, El Elyon. Gomer Hasadim Tobim. The same words, El Elyon, because now you're starting the Amidah. You want Da'at. You want Refa'enu. You want Parnasa. You want it all. But remember these two words, El Elyon. If Hashem, the one that resides above, that owns the whole world, if He does not want to give it to you, you will not get it. Plain and simple. Don't, don't try to understand Him because it's impossible. So Abraham Abinu is very worried now. He finishes the milhama. He returns everything, by the way. He returns the people and he returns the riches to Melech Sedom. He doesn't take these people. Why does he not take the people, by the way? Because we just explained. Because if these people from Sedom have this negative energy, and the pasuk says black and white, they were evil. Not like the people that Abraham encountered in his, in his journeys. The pasuk says they were evil people. So why would I want to bring them into Am Yisrael? Like Ammon and Moab, that are cruel. Why would, I not want, why would I want to convert them? I don't want to have any association with them. Because I don't want to have that evil energy in me. But now Abraham Abinu gets worried. Uh-oh, maybe, maybe I did something bad. Maybe I should have took them. Maybe I should have converted them. Have more people believe in Hashem. Proclaim Hashem's word to these people also. So Hashem tells them, Al-Tira Abraham. magen Abraham Abinu, don't worry. I'm taking care of you. As we say, I have your back, Abraham. I'll take care of you. What you did was a good thing. You did very good. So now Abraham Binu says, Oh, I did good? Uh, what's my reward? I did something good, right? Hashem Elohim matitenli. What's my reward? I have no children. The only one that I know, Uben Meshek Beti, who domestically Ezer. The only one I have here. Is my servant, Eliezer. Hashem, you want to make Eliezer. You want him to, to take over my mission after me? But Eliezer is also an evil person. You know where Eliezer came from? Canaan. Canaan were also wicked people. I don't want Eliezer also to take over my mission because the whole reason why I didn't take the people of Sodom is because I don't want to have any negative energy. Now you, wanna, you want me to take my project that I worked on my whole life and give it over to Eliezer? He's the one that's going to inherit me? Hashem says, Don't worry, Abraham, don't worry. Eliezer won't inherit you. You will have children. You will have Yitzhak, Yaakov, the Jewish people that don't have any negative in them. Because as we explained many times on the Ba'al Shem Tov, Israel, Israel, who? A Jewish person that sins, he's still a Jewish person. There's no such thing as negative in a Jewish person. It's impossible. We sin, but we're, we're still good. We're still diamonds. We, we don't have that negative energy in us. So Abraham was very worried. You know what happens? You know what happens? That's what Abraham Abinu says, Abraham Abinu gives Shem ben Noah ma'asir, a tithe from my own belongings. I'm not giving you from Sedom. You want me to give you this a, t- a tenth? Of the riches, the spoils of Sedom, that's, ne- that's bad karma. That's bad stuff. That's negative energy. That's evil. I don't want you touching that stuff. By the way, where do we have that word kol from? Yaakov Abinu, when he meets Isav, Isav tells Yaakov, Yesh li rab. I have a lot. I want more. Yaakov Abinu says, Yesh li kol. I have everything. What does that mean, I have everything? You know what happened with Yaakov? He made, he took all his children and his wives, he crossed them, the river, but he went back for little jars. 
The Gemara says, Masechet Hulim. Why do you go back for little jars? Because Sadiqim value their money. You know why he values his money, Rabotai? Because his money is pure. His money has no negative energy in it. Because he's satisfied with what he has. The opposite of Melech Sedom. You believe this? Melech Sedom, he's a Melech, he's a king. He tells Abraham, Give me people. What do you want people for? What do you want them for? So, so you could leave 100 people by Abraham. What do you want them for? No, I want to subjugate them to me because it's not enough that I have all these people. I want more people. Just like Isav. Yeshli Rab, I have a lot, but I want more. Abraham Abinu and Yaakov Abinu say, Kol, ma'aser mikol. He doesn't give him ma'aser from the money of Sedom because that's bad stuff. We don't want to touch that stuff. Ma'aser mikol, we want to touch only what Hashem gave me. Because if Hashem wants to give it to me, He'll give it to me. If not, it doesn't belong to me. That's why Abraham Abinu says, Harimoti yadi el Hashem. I lift up my hands. Because Melech Sodom is standing over here, he's startled. He's surprised. Any normal, like we said earlier, any normal human being would want to take all the riches. We want to take everything. I'm telling you, give me the people and take the money. Take spoils. Abraham Abinu says, no. I lift up my hands. You know what I lift up my hands means? These hands... You think, do you think these hands are the hands that brought Parnassah in my life? I lift them up to Hashem. He owns my hands. He owns my body. He owns me. Doesn't belong to me. So you want the money? Take it. You want the people? Take it. It doesn't belong to me anyway. And the Samich Mem, Melech Sedom, did not understand. And now we understand why Hashem gave us the two mitzvot. Because Abraham Abinu's whole life mission was making people believe it all comes from Hashem. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from you. It's not my knowledge. It's not my power. It's not my strength. It's not my energy. It all comes from Hashem. So Hashem gives us two mitzvot to constantly remind us of that. What does it say by Sisit? Uri'item oto, uzkhartem et kol mitzvot Hashem, va'asitem otam, belot aturu. When you wear Sisit and you look at the Sisit, you'll remember... Don't go wander after your eyes and after your heart because your eyes tell you more and more and more money. Your heart tells you, I desire that. I want that. Sisid is telling you, listen, learn from Abraham Abinu. Abraham Abinu didn't go wander after his eyes and after his heart. He was content with what he had. He was sameh bihalko. That's Sisid. What does it say by Tefillin? To all of us that say, L'shem Yehud, before putting our tefillin on, it says, L'shabed et ha-zerowah shu keneged ha-lib. What does it say? L'shabed et ha-habmi at-nuri? L'shabed et ha-mowah shu keneged ha-lib. Ve-et ha-mowah keneged ha-lib. Neshama. Ve-ha-zerowah keneged ha-lib. Understand? Why am I donning this tefillin on my hand? I'm subjugating my head. And my thoughts and everything to Hashem. I can't do anything without Hashem. Why am I putting it on my arm over here? Keneged Halib. Because if ever I have these evil desires or anything to say I want to go against Hashem, no, 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 I'm subjugating my whole life to Hashem. So Bizchut Abraham Abinu, we had this, we have these two beautiful mitzvot. And what does it say about Abraham Abinu's life in the end of his life in Parashat Hayasara? Ve Abraham Zaken Baba Yamim. We have that word again, bakol. You will get it. Just have some patience. You will have everything that Hashem wills for you to have. Just don't go wander after your eyes, after your heart. If Hashem deems for you to have it, you will have it. Because the barakha of Hashem Rabotai will only come if you live your life honestly. Like Abraham Abinu, it all belongs to Hashem. There were two people... They came to the rabbi, they wanted to sign a partnership deal. You know, for the rabbi to be a witness. So the rabbi took the paper and looks at the contract. And says, hmm, sounds interesting. Can I just add a few things? So he said, of course you could add. That's why we came. He writes on the bottom, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalid. They look at it. What are the codes? Aleph, Bet, Gimel. What does that mean? Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalid. So he tells them like this. Aleph, Bet. If you have Emunah, you have Beracha. Gimel Dalid. If you have Gezel, you have Dalut. If you steal from one another, you will have poverty. You have Dalut, Hasve Shalom. 
You can never go wrong by listening to Hashem. Emuna, if you have emuna, you have beracha. Has v'shalom, if you have gezel, you have dalut. That's what Abraham Abinu is telling us by lifting his hands up. And because he lifts his hands up, he doesn't want to take anything from the spoils, from the riches. Hashem gives him these two beautiful mitzvot to constantly remind us that Hashem is running the show. The Rabbi Kadosh, or Mendel Vrimenov, uh, he says, we see something fascinating. We see children that grew up in a religious household. Now, please pardon me for saying this. I'm just quoting what he says. We have children that grew up in a religious household, learning Torah, Amen, Hashem, Amen, going and praying. Beautiful. They're beautiful children. But when they grow older, they go off the derech. They go astray. They don't follow the, their childhood ways. He says, you know why? Because their parents fed them with evil money. Because their parents went and stole, and then they went and brought dinner home. And they ate that dinner. You put energy in what you do. You have that evil energy. You went and stole money, and now you're buying food to feed your children. You know what's happening to their neshama? Now again, I'm not saying that this is the only reason why they go astray. No, hasbi shalom. This is what he says. One of the reasons is, is because you're feeding your kids evil money. Money that you stole. Now you're going and buying dinner and breakfast and lunch. Now a person says, but I have to, I have to live this way. This is the only way that I can pay my bills. Yeah, but don't forget the ramifications. Look what's happening. Look what's happening to your children. So Abraham Abinu was very worried for Eliezer to inherit him. You know who Eliezer was? By the way, this Eliezer pre-Eliezer that learned Torah from Abraham Abinu. Afterwards, in Parashat Hayesara, Abdul Zekam Betoham Moshe Bechol Asher Lo. But by Lech Lecha Vayera, he's still Am Meshulim Nahamor. Don't forget. Am Meshulim Nahamor is talking about Ishmael Eliezer. He was still not such a good guy. Especially for the Midrash, it says he was really Ogmel Chabasham. That's a different story. I think we even talked about that in one of the classes. We have to look at it. But Eliezer has that evil energy in him. So Abraham Abinu was saying, whoa, I'm going to give the money that I worked my whole life on. The pure kosher money. Give it to Eliezer. You know what he's going to do with that? It's, not go- it's going to affect him to the other side. He's going to use it for evil things. And you know what's going to happen? They're all going to attribute it back to me. Abraham, oh, this was his whole life. Look at, the- look at who inherited him. Look at Eliezer. Look at the evil things that come out of Eliezer. So Abra- Hashem tells Abraham, don't worry, Abraham. Don't worry, you will have kosher children. You will have Yitzhak, Yaakov. You could feed them kosher money. If there's a concept to feed your children money, yes, that's what you're doing. You're feeding them money. Kosher money or has shalom, not kosher money. And we'll end off with this. The Morena Bukhim says, the whole minahama of the four kings against five kings, he teaches you like this. The Morena Bukhim, Hele Gimel, he says, Hodi'enu gamkin bistapukuto nafsho shel Abraham Abinu. Abraham Abinu was, was happy with what he had. And how do we know? Because he says, I don't want even a string, a shoelace. Abraham, how much is a shoelace? No. Just take a shoelace over the, over the, I'm sure there's a lot of dead soldiers. I'm sure there's very fancy shoelaces. Just take them. Maybe you need a black shoelace. Maybe you need blue. Maybe, I don't know what color you need. Just take it. How much is a shoelace? No. Because if Hashem wants me to have the shoelace, I will have the shoelace. It's plain and simple. If this shoelace belongs to me, it will come. It doesn't belong to me. It's evil money. Why should I have any part of it? And Abotai, as we said, that's why mitzvah tzitzit is so important. Mitzvah tzitzit reminds us when we wear it and we look at mitzvah tzitzit like the Ari says, every time you look at the mitzvah tzitzit, you get a mitzvah because it reminds you who's running the show. Because every time you look at it, it's a, it's a boost of, of spirituality to your neshama to remind you who's running the show. And as we promised in the beginning, we quoted the Rebbe of Nadvorna. So I'd like to tell you a story what happened to him in the, in the Holocaust. He was around 11 years old and he was in one of the ghettos of Jurin or one of them in Ukraine. And when he was in the ghetto, so we should never know. We, should, we, can't, even, we can't even imagine what they went through. Like, they, tell, they tell you, yeah, I have it so bad in my life. What's, happen, what's happening in your life is nothing compared to what they had to go through. We should never know. I mean, but he saw 
ממש, גיהנם עלי אדמות. They saw hell. They, they, saw, they saw, they were living in hell times. So as he was 11 years old and he was walking in the ghettos and he saw people dying in front of him, people no food, with no drink, and lives were perished. And he was wearing his tisit. And people were crying out, water, water, we're thirsty, water, water. Now he feels for them, because as a Jew we feel for everybody that's suffering, and he feels for them, and he doesn't know what to do. There's no, where am I getting them water from? Bizarre, or like we say, if any, they didn't give us even bread to, to eat, they're going to give us water, but these people are crying out, water, water. But he saw from a distance, there's a puddle. There's a puddle because it rained yesterday, there's a puddle. But it's all dirty water with all the mud and all the dirt from people trackling on their, on their shoes. You know what he did? He took his seat. He ran to the puddle on the floor. He soaked his seat in the water. He came back and he squeezed every drop of water in these people's mouth just to give them some life. Just to give them some life. And he says about himself, when I put the seat back on, it was wet. And it wasn't, it wasn't a hot a summer day. It was the Ukraine freezing. He said, you know, it was freezing when I put it back on, but my neshama was so warm, realizing that I did a chesed, a kindness with another Jew. And I was able to do it because I had my pair of sisit on. Pair of sisit is not only when you wear it, you get this mitzvah. Of course you do. But you also remember that I'm a servant of Hashem. I'm a slave of Hashem. I remember that everything that happens to me in my life is because Hashem willed it. Everything that happened, is happening, will happen is because I am in Hashem's hands. And when I wear this seat and I look at this seat, I wear this big and I look at this seat and I look at these strings, I remember that Abraham Abinu didn't even want to take one string. When I look at my strings, it should remind me, don't take money that doesn't belong to you. Don't feed your children money that has v'shalom you stole. Act like a good Yehudi. Abraham Abinu's whole life statement, his whole mission was to make people believe in Hashem. And what beautiful way to believe in Hashem more than wearing this pair of sisit. So again, if you want a pair of sisit, project sisit, if you have, if you don't have, if you want to fix them up, they have more than sisit, of course. Project sisit, it's a few bucks. And I'm telling you, they're giving it for free. Put it on. We, all, we should all put it on. We should all be strict. We should all adhere to the mitzvah of sisit. And with that, as it says, whoever puts a pair of sisit on and keeps the laws of sisit, will have the merit of seeing the shekhinah, of seeing Hashem's glory. It should be very soon in our days. I thank everyone for attending tonight. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Avenue as the corner of East 9th. Thank you to our anytime viewers and listeners. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.